Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Working Class Bowhunter podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. I think I left about 4 No one honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding, <laughs> getting ready for this deer to stand up. Glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. <laughs> See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. <laughs> that one that one arrow cost me $33,000. Just aiming too long and just moved a little bit and I was like oh no it fired you know crap I knew as soon as it left it was just a little high but he came right out in the field made a scrape right in the cornfield started grunting walked 30 yards made another scrape you're listening to the working class bow hunter that's right this is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket the working man just like me and you my name's Travis T-Bone Turner from the Bone Collector thank you for tuning in Oh, we had to get uh, going here. Episode number 79 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. That's right, the only podcast that you should be listening to, in my eyes. And uh, the uh, my opinions are not the opinions of Kurt and Eric's. I mean, you can do whatever you want, but we'd really appreciate it if you listen to us. But uh, this, uh, It'd help out. We're here at uh, 1600 Buckslayer Place, right here in the Buckatorium. Sunny and beautiful and gorgeous and lovely Sherrard, Illinois. I'll tell you what, I'm in such a good mood. I've been working the past two days. You changed change your lifestyle. Oh, dude, it's been it's been great. Just got to pick out that new bow, and uh, you'll be on your way. You'll be you'll be back on track. Finally, oh, man, dude, I'm I'm telling you what, man, I'm I'm you, trying I'm I'm trying to like you know I'm Steve I'm, was down on a bender, guys. I was, but you know what? I'm I'm working again. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm drinking water. You know, I'm 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 trying to stay healthy because we've got a commitment to uphold. Not only to okay. you guys as listeners and myself, but uh, this episode also Smith, is brought to you by also Creative Smith's Critters. Custom Eats. <laughs> Which one are we going with? As we, we're going to go with Smith's because uh, <laughs> yeah, that guy's been pretty cool to us, so uh, we don't need to die on him. Uh, it, Scott Smith, the whole Smith family, Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing in in awesome Viola, Illinois. How's that? Awesome. Also, Creative Critters Taxidermy, Geneseo, Illinois. We talk about it every episode. Mark Reif and his genius brain of critters. Which he just had a birthday, so. Happy birthday, Mark. 
And uh, keep doing what you do, man. He's killing it out there. Killing it and then making it look alive again. That, that should be true. his slogan, right? Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> killing it and bringing it back to life. Badlands Packs. Talk about them every episode. Uh, if you don't know what Badlands Packs, if you don't know the quality of the packs, uh, get with it because they're on top of it, man. They they really do. It's, it's some of the highest quality um, gear you could ask for as far as anything you need for your binoculars, uh, arrow hip quivers, Hunting packs, tree stand packs. They, Best packs on the market, man. It's, it's the little things. The devil's in the details, and it's just you, when you get your first pack, you're going to start opening, and you're going to be like, dude, that's a great idea. Oh, man, I'm so glad someone had that. It just It's the little things. Very true, dude, very true. out of everything. Um, guys, last weekend I was up at Kishawaki. I think I'm saying that right. Archery huh? Club. Kishawaki. Noah will not make out with you. <laughs> um, oh, God, that was the corniest thing I think I've ever said on this bar. Right, let's move on. Kishawaki Archery Club. I went up there. It's my dad's local club in uh, Sycamore, Illinois, up in the DeKalb area. And uh, I went up there and shot, and my dad showed me around. It's pretty cool. When you become a member there, you get kind of like an all-access like pass key card, and you get to go into like their little member area. And you get to use their range 24-7, so if you work like a third shift, you can go in there, key code in. You can use the kitchen there, that full-blown kitchen, like a lounge area. They had old monster bucks and real tree DVDs from like, or not DVDs, VHS from, oh, I'd say anywhere between 95 and 2000, still in the plastic. Oh, like the, they had just bought edition. Yeah, they had just bought them and <laughs> left them there, and no one just ever opened them. Just kind of like pristine. I was like, I was the only guy that was probably just like, check this out. Yeah, that's sweet. That's a monster bucks of North America, too. <laughs> That's be- that's Monster Bucks before it was Monster Bucks, in case you didn't know. So they have a full indoor range and yeah, it, outdoor range and everything? Yeah, they have full indoor range. The outdoor range, they have like full-blown like steel platforms. It, it's awesome. Their range is really good. Um, I surprisingly shot second out of the 100 class, which I didn't think that was even possible. It's my first 3D shoot of the year, but no, really awesome club, really good people. So Yeah, we'll have to make a trip up there yeah, sometime in do a shoot yeah my dad shoots out there every day like two hours a night my dad's out there at the club no wonder why he's shooting so good mm-hmm. he is killing it right now yeah and you can walk the course too they don't leave their 3d targets up but they have regular targets out you can just walk the whole course and it, it's it's pretty cool nice so it's a oh. good time <laughs> nice well, no, it's like that. it's super nice, Wait, it sounds uh, nice. Interesting. i'm not gonna be like oh that's something Cool story. Cool story. Yeah, tell it at a party sometime. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, no, it was really cool. You guys missed out. I did. Um, But, you know, one of the real reasons uh, we're still able to do this podcast is our vets. And the vet shout-out of the week, uh, he's not a hunter. He's a very good friend of mine. And I say very good. uh, He'll probably laugh. His name is Bobby Ray Bunch, um, Air Force vet. And uh, he does stand-up comedy. And he's been doing, like, music gigs all around. So I felt guilty that I can't go to any of them. Um, he's not, I was going to say, he sound, it sounds like a country music singer name. No, he's really not. He's, he's super. The, the dude's Bobby super Ray funny. Bunch. Bobby Ray it? Bunch, yeah. If you ever get a chance, if you ever see him, like, he performs yeah. up in Minnesota sometimes. And, um, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a great dude. You know, thank you for your service. And I'm going to tell him about this to see how long he actually listens well, thank to you. this podcast. Well, Bobby, we're six Bobby minutes Ray in. Bunch. So, but yeah, thank you for your service. So, um, you know what? I'm really excited about this episode because we have one of my idols um, that I've looked up to for a really long time. And if you're listening, you know who it is already. Um, T-Bone and all the guys from Bone Collector, Realtree, Realtree Road Trips especially. Well, we're only getting T-Bone on before you go too far in. Right, right. T-Bone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we only got... The title says. Yeah, we, we but, only uh, got Bone coming in. He's a second timer, so... Yeah, it's a second time on the show. And he actually 
gave us the contact to Tim Kitts and Poppy and all those guys that we became really good friends with over the last year. Like, basically, I feel like we've known them our whole lives. Yeah, pretty and, much. Uh, That's what it feels like, anyways. So he's actually done a lot for our podcast, whether he really knows it or not. He probably, you know, he just set us, basically led us in the right direction. We just tried to run with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's always a good time talking to him, and we're going to do just that. So it's a, uh, what do you say, Steve? They, they say never meet your idols. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you never want to meet them because what if they're a bad person? But dude, you meet uh, meet T Bun, and uh, we'll bring up we uh, we had a run in uh, with him at the Whitetails Unlimited banquet. If you listen a couple episodes back, you'll know. But uh, we'll we'll get more into that. And you know, if you ever get a chance, um, you know, listen to this episode. Look up where he's coming up. Uh, we'll hit you with all those details later. But uh, we actually do got to get him on the phone right now. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll get him so, on, and hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. All right, on the on the phone with us is one of our favorites, and I know because we've just put up some bone collector posters and a thermometer. He's he's not only our favorite bone collector, but he's also named after one of my favorite meals, T Bone <laughs> Travis T Bone Turner from Bone Collector. What's going on? Uh, hey guys, how are y'all doing? I mean, golly, all those kind words. I feel like I need to put a check in the mail. <laughs> well, we're not saying you have to, but <laughs> we're not against it. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you Kurt's P.O. box. You can go ahead and send it to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, man, we're good. It's hotter than Satan's toenails in here. So, you know, I know because we got a, a new bone collector thermometer. Yeah, that is true. Uh, we really do. <laughs> I saw that. I couldn't let it go. Um, I didn't even realize that we had a bone collector thermometer. So that's a, that's above one on me. So y'all got something on me for sure. Well, maybe we have the only one. I don't know. <laughs> Limited edition. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Do what? I'm sorry. Thanks for coming on the show again. We really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Anytime, guys. I mean, it's good to see that y'all are still flying the flag and the climbing the ladder and and, and doing all things outdoors and, you know, kind of, you know, like we've said so many times, appealing to the Billy Joe lunch bucket out there, the working class bow hunter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Absolutely. Once you said that, we, we put that in our intro, and it kind of just caught on, and people started laughing about it and saying it. They're like, man, that's actually that fits really well. It's catchy. So <laughs> I don't know if you're aware or not. It's in every intro of our show, and we had someone make a couple pictures for us, and they like I didn't even tell them to do it. They took that quote and put it over the picture of us sitting at our studio table, and we put that online, and it's just kind of stuck to us. It's pretty funny. That's perfect, Jeff, yeah, because I didn't have it patented, so y'all run with it. Hey, there we go. We'll, <laughs> We're going to steal it hey, there's, there's another thing we'll make money off of that you don't know about. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been hot down here. I don't know about if the temperatures are getting warmer up there, but all this week it's been uh, 89 degrees each each day, so it's, summer's here. Well, in Illinois, it's getting up there now. It's almost getting too hot for yeah, me. It but, was uh, about 85 today. Yeah, so it's... uh. Summer's coming, which I'm already looking forward to fall. <laughs> yeah, me too. Once once turkey season kind of dies down, I'm about ready for shooting some fish. But other than that, I'm I'm ready for fall to get here. Yeah, how did your turkey season go? Good, actually. I had a pretty good season. I, I travel a lot, doing a lot of appearances and events and banquets and such. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't have quite as much time as old Waddell gets to chase them. But uh, I did pretty good this year. Killed two in Georgia and, and two in Kentucky and only went probably – Gosh, I don't know, less than 10 times, so that's a pretty good streak. So I, I wish I could have got out there more. And it's kind of funny, I was riding around on my property. The season ended on the 15th of May here, and on my property, uh, I, I really didn't have much for, for turkeys on here until 
like the last week, and I hunted them a little bit and didn't didn't get one on my place. But mm-hmm. I just bumped two off the roof uh, this evening. I was checking some trail cameras, and it was right at dark, and I, I rode up on the top of the hill, and two had just went to roost, and I bumped two gobblers off the roost. I'm like, well, where are you, were you guys about a month ago? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, funny enough, when I was driving here, um, there's this, this back road that I take. It's a gravel road, uh, so you know we're authentic guys. Uh, I saw I, I saw I think more turkeys in this small stretch of road just because I like that grass is super tall. They're all like hanging out and shot back. I've seen more now than I ever did. You know, just well turkeys are <laughs> coming around strong. My dad's like, man, you never used to see turkeys back in the day up up around in our area, but in the south yeah. it might be a little different. In the off season is it still in or is it done too? You know, I don't even know. I'm on probation at a new job, so I couldn't take the time off. Because in mm-hmm. Illinois, you can't hunt past 1 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and you get one, uh, what, You can two. get two you tags, get two. I think. But, you know, it's just it didn't work out for me this year. So I kind of just used it to focus on other things, which kind of bummed out about. Because seeing all the pictures online of everyone putting up pictures yeah. of turkeys, I'm like, God dang, I want to go out and shoot one, man. Mm-hmm. But... Just, I'm I'm just glad to hear you say you know at work rather than I heard you say I'm on probation. Follow <laughs> that up with at work. I'm like, oh, we got big trouble. Who am I talking to? <laughs> right, right, working class bow hunter. Yeah, here we are. I'm probation. That's <laughs> right. We actually stamp license plates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm staying out of trouble, but uh, just barely. Yeah, I just I just went back to work, so I'm I'm super excited about that, man. I'm actually getting yeah. out of getting out of bed at. at you know, when I was going to bed at five in the morning, I'm actually waking up at five in the morning. So, yeah. Oh, did you? Uh, um, not to change the subject on you guys, but did did y'all ever get to go bow fishing with uh, the guys up there in Ottawa? Not yet. No, not yet. Um, we kind of talked about it a little bit because I know that's kicking on right now, or getting ready to at least up in our area. Um, we yeah. talked to Tim a little bit about going, and. Uh, it's just kind of in the works right now, but we need to lock in a time and actually get out there and go. Oh, man, you got to. Yeah, that that is so fun. Every time I'm up there in the Ottawa area, you know, Nick Matthews, I believe the yep. <laughs> guy's name, great guy, and I know he was a you know a staff shooter out there out of out of the shop there, and and him and Tim are, and and uh, Poppy are good friends. They always get to go with them whenever I'm up there. It's always a great time. Yeah, we we shot a couple times with with uh, Nick, and he, he's a good time. We always tease him joke around with them and stuff and he, yeah nick. he fit yeah he his, fits his around. name is thick nick he's gonna get his driver's license changed <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy though that guy yeah. can shoot a bow like no other oh, yeah. he can yeah he can he is good he's re- very competitive too yeah i know i shot with them we i uh challenged me to a game of uh darts there at the shed i'm like okay i don't really know what i'm getting myself into we were shooting at a, a paper dartboard target and i got uh smoked to say the least but uh it was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked all the games they had there, where they had the ping pong balls floating and three D courses and stuff like that. Yeah, it makes it uh you know, archery is fun, but when you add that different element of just games and like you're not really thinking about the seriousness of it, you're just having fun and rolling with it. It just, I, you know, I could shoot all day until I can't pull my bow back. Yeah, and then when you know when when you put a little something on it, it the intensity increases and it, you know, it kind of. Simulates the buck fever, if you will. Exactly, oh, yeah. yeah. And I like really shooting with guys that are that much better than me because it makes you better, but you're not really realizing as you're shooting with those guys, it's it's just making you so much better. Yeah, you just try harder. 
Absolutely. Now, now, do you think it has anything to do with the type of bow that they're shooting? Steve's uh, making yeah, a weird I'm gonna, joke. <laughs> I'm going to say so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Hoyt bow is phenomenal. I mean, you know that. Yeah, <laughs> see, now, now I'm in the process. I'm, I'm looking. I just sold my old bow, and I'm looking, and... I got to tell you what, I had some good luck with that Defiant. You know, shot a couple arrows, no sight, no peep, and a Robin Hooded one. So, Bone, you might try to have to sell me on a Hoyt. Yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great bows out there in the market, but uh, I've been with Hoyt. Actually, this is, I'm start just started my 21st year with Hoyt, and I, I know I believe in their product, and, and that's why I've been with them for so long. So, um, not to say that there's not other bows that are out there that are, that are, are good also, but man, I believe in the Hoyt, the engineering, the innovations, and uh, the durability. I mean, they're second to none on durability and lifetime warranty. I mean, I know I sound like a sales pitch, but you know the proof's in the pudding. Go shoot them, and and, and you'll be sold on them too. Well, yeah, I mean, if you shot them for twenty one years, you yeah. know that there sells it. So I don't, you know what I mean? To anyone? Oh yeah, I've been yeah. shooting the same boat for twenty one years. Oh okay, well I should check that out. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? and, and each year, I keep wondering, like, what are they going to do now? I mean, what what else can you do with a compound bow, you know, to to increase the innovativeness and the, and you know, put more engineering into it? And each year, you know, they come up with these these uh, nice and new and and uh, bells and whistles that that just add to the shooting experience. So, uh, I right. mean, they amaze here. Definitely, yeah, like like the the DFX cams, you know, it's just like all of a sudden, you know, they're making you know shorter uh, axle to axle bows, like. You know, shoot and that feel draw like, like you know, a longer, draw axle like axle. a longer. You know, yeah, and yeah, exactly. I can remember twenty years ago. I mean, if you had a thirty-nine inch axle axle bow, that was a short axle axle bow, and now that's like you can barely find one that is that long now. Yeah, yeah that is. It's crazy to think about because you know there's some bows that I mean, Steve's little bow I think was twenty-eight axle axle, yeah. which is really small. It's yeah. It's almost to the point like where does the cutoff line where it's still a bow in a way you know what I mean it's almost like a it's yeah. like it's so compact it's insane yeah when the axle axle is shorter than your draw length I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, not, no, no don't worry I was uh, I was still about an inch shorter <laughs> so we, <laughs> um, we were good so Tebow I'll talk about if you can what hunts you have planned for this upcoming fall well um, several several different hunts planned actually. Um, I bought, a, I bought a farm in Oklahoma, so definitely going to go to Oklahoma. I get the property that I own and the other farms that I can hunt is right on the Kansas border. So Oklahoma is kind of a sleeper state. Yeah. It, uh, you know, it borders Kansas. It hunts just like Kansas, a lot of great bucks. But the cool thing about Oklahoma is it's over-the-counter uh, tags, and you can kill two bucks as a non-resident, which is something you can't do in Kansas. So Whoa. that was something, yeah, it was real attractive to me. So going to be going to Oklahoma. Had a good year last year. Hope to do so this year. Kansas, of course. I put in for Kansas and uh, actually I think they've already had the drawing so I should be able to check online to make sure that I, I did get a tag for Kansas. And um, mm-hmm. then I've got three preference points for Iowa so um, i got to put in for that before I think June 5th is the last day that you can put in. So I should draw uh, Iowa. Um, for sure this year, so that that's another one that I'm uh, excited about. And then yeah. I think we're going back to Pennsylvania, New Jersey. We're going to do a New Jersey bear hunt. They just opened up a six-day 
uh, New Jersey bear season, and if you guys have researched that, Amy, uh, um, they have some humongous bears. I mean, uh, six and seven and 800 bears is not uncommon at all in Which that is New crazy. Jersey. Yeah, yeah, New Jersey? You wouldn't think that in New Jersey. I mean, honestly, less less than an hour and a half to two hours from New York City, you know, we're going to be hunting in New Jersey, and uh, we're going to do it in that um, middle October. We'll also be hunting Pennsylvania, those suburb hunts that we've done in the past. We didn't yeah. do it last year, but we're going to do it where we help eradicate some of the critters in the township. <laughs> that, that's always... Those are like my favorite bone collector episodes. I, I know you... Uh, it's something different. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, because, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, we all like to see, you know, 180-inch bucks drop, but at the end of the day, everybody can relate to shooting some does, and then, you know, to, to stack it up and have 10 or 12 or 15 kills on one show, I mean, that is a, a plethora of death, if you will, and, and who doesn't <laughs> like And don't you know, not to mention you got meat in the freezer, too. Yeah, yeah. Who, who doesn't like to watch that many arrows go through that many chest cavities, so... <laughs> and it's funny, too, because, like, you know... It, you look at them and like you know you're just in these tree stands. You're looking at you know four or five does, and then they're like those kids are watching SpongeBob on like you know big screen TVs. <laughs> yep. Kids on a swing yeah, set. Yeah, that's the way those guys have to hunt. And there's just not a lot of shows that have done a you know a, a, a top tier show um, or an A list show has done a hunting show in the Northeast. And and if you look at the number of licenses sold, uh, you know like Wisconsin, Michigan, and certainly Pennsylvania, New York. They have as many, uh, those states have more bow hunters and more hunters than just about uh, any any other states that are out there. So, you know, they they want to be celebrated, too. So uh, I think it, there was a big embrace whenever we went up there as, and filmed the show and celebrated the way those guys have to hunt. So we're definitely going to do that. It's, mm-hmm. And it's nice to know that when you land in the airplane that it's not, if you're going to get a show, it's just how many critters are going to die on the show. That's about it. Right, right. So what hunt? this fall are you most looking forward to if you had to just pick one like say you could only pick one hunt to go on this fall and none of the others which one would it be probably iowa because you know that 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 tag is so hard and so coveted it takes about four years to draw it the archery tag for iowa is probably my the one that i'm looking forward to and i was just you know synonymous with just huge bucks and right uh great fertile ground so that's what i'm looking forward to well and you can say the real reason is because you'll be that much closer to to us i mean you know it's uh, it's <laughs> that's the only reason you go. yeah he, i thought you was going to say tiffany lakowski but <laughs> no you're right it's you guys it's not nothing to do with tiffany well, well <laughs> hey, come on if you had to pick between us and tiffany we know the answer is us but for the fans what are you going to say that's right that's right no it's th- that much closer to you guys so if i tag out early i can come hang out with you guys Exactly. Well, I'm I'm from <laughs> Iowa, so you can come see me anytime, T Bone. Man, I I love it. I wouldn't mind uh, wouldn't mind having a place up there for sure. Well, um, you know, I even though we're from well, Eric's from Iowa. Me and C were from Illinois. I've always wanted to hunt, like you were saying, Kansas or Oklahoma. But you know, Oklahoma wasn't even on my radar because you said it's a sleeper state. Which yeah. Also, for some reason, Indiana is a sleeper state, but it's right between Illinois and Ohio, which you hear about Ohio pretty frequently. So that doesn't make sense. You know, these states that border these awesome white-tailed genetic and just hunting states like Oklahoma, Indiana, you don't really hear much about them really at all. They don't get the credit. No. And it's weird to me. Yeah. Well, in Missouri, too, actually. You know, Missouri, I I really feel like if Missouri would cut back on, you know, you can kill three bucks in Missouri. 
It's oh, over I didn't the know counter that. Tags. And then also in Missouri, um, you know, they have a rifle season, which is right there along the rut. If they do away with the rifle season, you know, and they had the same rules to say Illinois or Iowa, mm-hmm. I think Missouri could be absolutely a mecca too. Because think about it, it's surrounded by Illinois, Iowa, and Kansas, especially the northern half of the state would be just a phenomenal, uh, you know, deer hunting. Uh, not to say that they don't kill a bunch of whoppers now, but if they would put their resource in check, you know, and, and, yeah. and cut down the number of bucks, I think you're you're looking at a meta right there, too. For sure. Yeah, and that's kind of how we feel. It, you know, it's, it, it, it's odd that you mentioned or, uh, the, those three states because, you know, we've had that talk on the podcast of, um, you know, if, if Illinois would have modeled their gun season how Iowa does it, you know, rather than having the shotgun season where it is, you know, kind of uh, move it around to Iowa. You know, I think L- Illinois would then take the, you know, take the cake. I, you know, I think so. I, just proud I, to be I, from I, Illinois. Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. I think uh, uh, just my opinion. I think um, you know, maybe 15 years ago, they got a taste of the uh, non-resident revenue. You know, because it was a, a huge destination with all the TV shows and. DVDs and VHS back then, you know, back in the mid to late 90s, it started, you know, becoming on everybody's radar. So everybody was traveling from neighboring states to hunt Illinois because it's, you know, one of the largest states in the Midwest as far as uh, acreage-wise. And, you know, it has all the agriculture. It has all the things that you need to, to grow big bucks. Well, I think they made a real liberal season and didn't protect their resource like they probably should have or like Iowa you know, is a stickler for, and therefore that's why Iowa has what it has, and that's why it's, you know, such a, a key destination for out-of-staters is that coveted tag you get once every four years is just just so treasured, whereas in Illinois, you know, pretty much you get a tag every year, you can kill, a you know, two bucks, and then, uh, you know, you get hit with a with an EHD, a EHD or blue tongue or chronic wasting, you know, which all the Midwest states have, have had happened in the last five years, to some extent, and bam, your resources went over to nothing. So, you know, we've seen over the years, it's been proven, like Pike County, uh, you know, which is, you know, the Golden Triangle, which everybody talks about, mm-hmm. is, see the numbers, uh, you know, it was, I think, the number two or the number one Boone and Crockett uh, county in the, in the state, and it's kind of dwindled down because it's just been hunting pressure to death. They didn't really regulate the numbers like they should. And uh, between that and EHD, the, you know, whereas 10 years ago, I'm going to throw this ballpark out there, the average buck that people were killing was 150. Now that's down to, you know, a two-and-a-half-year-old that's in that low 130. So, yeah. you know, the, the resource has been dwindled quite a bit, and that's just a, a good barometer of being able to tell that is that Pike County uh, history and statistics of it. For sure. So, um you know, and I, and I don't think that it's obviously like a bad thing that, you know, people can come out of state and, and hunt. Um, you know, obviously we do, we do have our, even our home state, you know, do I think that you should be able to hunt here every year and kill two bucks if you're a non-resident? You know, that's kind of up in the air because, yeah, there's the revenue that's generated. But, um, you know, you know a lot more about that because you uh, you were involved in, and we do want to talk about this quite a bit. Um you're a spokesperson for uh, Whitetails Unlimited, and you know you come to the banquets and you, you you're a spokesperson. You, you do so much for them, and you know out of like a lot of the you know hunting celebrities and stuff, you're the one that's out there, you know, trying to bring people in, educate them. 
you know, let them know, hey, here's here's how you can keep your deer herd healthy, and here's how you can, you know, do this and that. Um, so talk to us about Whitetails Unlimited a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, white, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of it. Actually, this past year I just signed on for three more years. I've been fortunate enough to be the spokesperson for the last, six years and just signed on for three more but it's been a it's been a really good uh, partnership uh, if you will and it's kind of my way of giving back to the industry and you know the white-tailed deer is my favorite to hunt plus uh and i'm not just saying that i mean it really is because you think about it we live here in north america and it's so diverse you can just about kill it in every state you know you can hunt it in every state and it's a phenomenal uh, resource that we have and it's a kind of a um you know the 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 efforts to raise the herd, you know, over the last hundred years has been phenomenal. I mean, I, I can't quote the exact numbers, but we've really bought it back from just about extinction, you know, at a hundred years ago. So it's a, yeah. it's a, definitely a, a positive story. But yeah, to be the spokesperson, to you know, once I dug in and and seen who I was partnering with, it's nice to know that you know, Whitetails Unlimited is the largest whitetail conservation group in the country it's the longest active since 1982 started in wisconsin they they host about 650 banquets a year and they have uh, over 140,000 members and uh, that number has steadily been growing you know ever since uh, uh its existence in 1982 so i'm proud to be a part of it they raise a lot of good a uh, lot of dollars and this is the number one thing i'm proud about whitetails unlimited is Fifty percent of every net dollar raised at the banquets or the chapters that are started, the money stays right in that community. Meaning, like if you guys started a chapter, we rate we do a banquet and you guys raise you know ten thousand dollars. Well, half the money goes towards national products, but the other half goes to projects that you guys see fit. Uh, it, that's outdoor related. It could be taking veterans hunting. It could be taking uh, you know uh, handicap hunting. It could be buying a shooting house for the local farmer down that's given, you know, so much back to his community and you want to put him in a, a shooting house on his property. It could be the, the National Archery and Schools Program, something that's really dear to me, mm-hmm. is White Unlimited is the number one contributor to uh, National Archery and Schools Program, which, uh, you know, may not seem like much, but if you're giving, you know, well over $200,000 a year towards that program, that's putting bows and arrows in the kids' hands that not might not normally ever get to to shoot a bow and arrow or be introduced into the outdoors, and they're doing it under school hours, which is phenomenal. I mean, to to be able to teach a kid or or introduce them into the ways of of hunting and and archery uh, means everything. As a retailer or someone that wants to uh, keep a kid uh, or or you know as they grow up interested and have that as a positive feather in their hat, uh, it, it's phenomenal. So. They do, they do so much for, uh, the outdoors and archery and, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. So I'm, I'm very proud to be associated with them. And, uh, the three things, this is the three things that they're mainly, uh, is kind of their mission statement. Protecting hunting heritage, first and foremost. That means, uh, whether it be kids, women, whatever, it's just protecting the heritage, which we all know, we, you know, we're being attacked left and right by, you know, a, um, a, a one side of the, the politicians would like to see a lot of that go away and take our gun rights and, and everything like that. So um, the other thing is is they protect our Second Amendment rights. It's not only the NRA, which they do a fantastic job themselves, but Whitetails Unlimited is right there rubbing elbows and fighting the fight to keep our gun rights also. And, and then wait, the biggest... 
is Whitetail Unlimited is the Whitetail Conservation. You know, they're they're wanting to work with the the state institutes and make sure that the, they have the funding and they have the needs to make sure that the resource is protected. Uh, you know, across the country. Yeah, and you know we're we're all all all, th- all three of us in this room are members, and uh, there was. When you go to the banquets, there was uh, something when you, when you mentioned uh, veterans. There was one thing that you guys did. Uh, we we love veterans. You know, every episode I try to you know give a veteran shout out. You know, it means so much to us. And one of the coolest things is you know you're in a room full of deer hunters. You know, everybody's cutting up, having a good time. You know, hoping they can win something. And they called all the veterans up to the front, and you know they did like a special giveaway for them. And you guys gave them a little something special. And it was like such a proud moment that not only could we get together for, you know, one cause, like not only is, you know, protecting what we love to hunt, but, you know, everyone in that room. I, I, you know, I think that it started getting a little misty. You know, a little dust was going around that room, but, you know, everybody got behind uh, behind those veterans. So it's like, you know. It, there, what else can you ask for really at that point? Yeah. Right. Everyone's together celebrating what we do, hunting, the outdoors, supporting it, supporting kids. In veterans, I mean, it doesn't really get any better than that. Oh yeah, I, I say it all the time. You know, I get to do a lot of speaking at the banquets that I do do, and and I, you know, I probably do about thirty to thirty-five of them a year. And uh, you know, I say it's a redneck pep rally, and a lot of people would make fun of that, but I'm <laughs> actually proud of that because you think about it. We, you know, we're we're fellowshipping, we're getting to bringing the community together, we're raising money for a great conservation group that's doing a lot of good in the community. We're giving away guns. And we're celebrating our veterans, and we're celebrating the people in the community. And people walk away from there proud of conservation and proud to be a hunter and proud to be, uh, you know, associated with Whitetails Unlimited. And, you know, they're getting to win prizes and knowing that the money that they're spending is tax deductible. It's a 501c3. But yet the money that they're spending, 50% of that money, is coming right back to their community. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I try to try to find the negativities in it, and and honestly, I can't. It's really a win-win-win. People are going to spend their money, you know, for entertainment and to together, uh, you know, in, in your community one time a year to have a a redneck pep rally slash Super Bowl, and knowing <laughs> that the money, yeah, the money's going to boomerang right back into your community. Well, shoot, that's a no-brainer. I'd much rather see it go to Whitetail Conservation than you know from scratch off in the lottery. Yeah, that's no true. doubt. That's I know true. me and Eric spent a few hundred dollars that night. Oh, and Eric, yeah. Eric actually yeah. won a gun. Yeah, at that I won bank. a gun. Thanks for drawing my number, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I, uh, I I didn't go home empty-handed. I got one of those uh, orange Whitetails Unlimited cups, and uh, you guys know what goes in there. <laughs> Steve was in the beer line all night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, so you're ready for Thanksgiving dinner. You're plopping that Whitetails Unlimited cup down there, and and you will be the talk of the Thanksgiving dinner and you can remember that night for years to come that's your thanksgiving dinner stuff right there <laughs> me and eric spent about three hundred dollars each uh-oh uh-oh we lost him hold on and we lost people but we're back i think it's my phone and sherard but uh and i was gonna say me and eric spent a couple hundred few hundred dollars at the banquet oh yeah steve still hung steve hung out in the uh the beer line so. and i wore poppy's vest so you did. The, the bon- I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. kind of something out of Tommy Boy. I remember that. It was like fat guy in a little vest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, wait, wait. Fat guy? Me? I'm a fat uh, child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I can only say that because I is one myself. <laughs> Steve yeah. is our uh, 
less cool T-Bone here at the Working Class Bohan. He doesn't have a cool nickname like you do. <laughs> we could give him one. Um, That's right. One thing I wanted to talk to you about, so, about Bone Collector, and you also co-host Realtree Road Trips. What uh, What's coming up next for Bone Collector, and uh, what's something you, you're really looking forward to with that? Well, um, a lot of more of the same. Actually, um, we're we're working on, you know, when we put together Bone Collectors back in 2007 and 2008, you know, you always you always kind of think long-term, but us being all from humble beginnings, you're just basically like, man, if we could have a good two or three-year three run with this, you know, that would be great. Well, then once we, you know, got in and, and seen how it was growing and, just overwhelmed and just so thankful with all the growth, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, Michael's vision was to have a, a brand, a standalone brand, and it kind of seemed like it's been doing that. It, we've been real blessed with how good that everybody has resonated with the brotherhood movement, I guess, if you if you will. So yeah. we're just trying to think of new ways to, to celebrate that. Uh, even since we started, social media had, had started back then, but it's really grown by leaps and bounds, you know, in the last eight or nine, ten years. So we're just embracing that. We've uh, got a lot bigger platform and a footprint on digital TV. You know, so many people are not watching TV at home, at home like they used to, and they're, they're downloading stuff through Netflix and, and on their iPads and phones. And, you know, I, I, we can certainly see that the youth movement wants to watch on their phone. So we're looking at new ways to to, to kind of get the, the Brotherhood message out there and then platforms to be on. And a couple of cool things I guess I could share with you guys. We're looking at doing, like, giveaways through social media because all three of us are going separate directions every weekend and we're getting to speak at different events. But we're almost going to uh, kind of celebrate and and make sure that we reward, you know, members of the Brotherhood. If you're, if you're you know, showing your colors uh, for or... or, or flying the colors, if you will, if you got a speaker in the back of your truck or you're wearing a hat or a shirt or shooting a gun or a bow or something that is a bone collector branded or... You or got a tattoo. Tat- yeah, we've seen so many people. I mean, I'm not exaggerating, guys. I, I know I put my eyes on over a thousand tattoos with the bone collector on there, and, and it's so flattering. So, you know, if, we, if we're sitting there pumping gas and I'm in South Florida and, you know, I've been on a bow fishing trip and I pull up there and pump gas and a guy pulls up and I see a sticker in his window... Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take us a short selfie video or selfie picture, and we're going to have uh, some way of rewarding them, whether it be a gift certificate, a hat, or a sticker, or something like that. We're going to celebrate that publicly on our social page so that, you know, we, we show that we're proud of the people that are a part of the Brotherhood. So uh, that's a movement that we're, we're really looking into and trying to get make sure that we, uh, you know, get it, I guess, polished before we, we launch it. But that's something that we're going to be doing and, uh, you know, um, it makes people feel good that, you know, we embrace them. I think that without sounding arrogant, we've, me, Michael, and Nick have all come across as we are definitely approachable. If you see us in the airport, if you see us in the bus station or under a bridge culvert or whatever, you know, you can talk <laughs> whoa, to whoa, us. whoa, 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 whoa. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, can, if you see us and, you know, need need one of the, the a bar a can of Vienna sausage, you're welcome to ask us. We hope that we're approachable. So with that said, you know, we want people to feel that way, you know. We're, we're not uh, untouchable and, and can't be touched or, or or talked to. So we we want that to, to to go all across with everybody within the brotherhood. And we want it to make sure that we drive that point home. When we started Bone Collector, that it is a brotherhood, meaning 
there is more to hunting than just killing a big 180 and being stuck up and arrogant. You know, it's, it's just about the camaraderie and the fellowship and the spending time at the, the archery shop and shooting 3D tournaments and, you know, flipping through the magazines looking for the next cool gear or surfing on the web or, you know, riding in the truck with your buddy to pull cameras. There's so much more to hunting that the kill is basically just a cherry on top. So we want to drive that message home, and, and we want people to see uh, Bone Collector, the show, or whatever platform we may be, uh, you know, whether it's at a, a White Tails Unlimited banquet or an NWTS banquet or, or whatever event we're at, we want everybody to know that it is an approachable brotherhood, not just us, but anybody that's a part of it. It's just like, hey, that guy that's got that Bone Collector gear, he gets me. He understands me. It is a, it's not like a cult, but it's just like, Man, this is take it back to simplicity, take it back to the roots. This is how we all grew up, and this is the the lifestyle that we love. That's what we want to celebrate. Right, yeah, and that, I don't know what it couldn't get any better than that, really. And we were talking before we we got Yama and did our intro. We were saying, you know, Steve always says, you know, never meet your idols, but we were saying you're the exception to that because when I I met I've met you guys, you know, at ATA, and we met you at the banquet and talked to you, and it's just. I was the first time I ever met you, Michael and Nick. I was really nervous, and I might have told you this on the last time you were on the show. And I was like, "Man, I don't know how it's gonna be because I watched you guys on TV, looked up to you guys for so long. From I was a little kid watching Monster Bucks when you were on there with Foxworthy and all that, and you know when they were doing the little 3D tournaments in between the hunts, and I was super nervous. And then when I met you guys, I'm like, I just felt like you were just regular people just talking about hunting, and I got to just you guys were just really cool and I was really relieved. And I remember telling my dad after that, I'm like, man, that was really awesome. You know, it was like, I felt, I don't know. It's just easier to support people like that. So, and honestly, I've been binge watching monster or monster bucks, been watching a uh, bone collector on carbon TV the last week, just nonstop <laughs> I have to get ready for this. Yeah. Watching episodes over and over again. It just, it's awesome, man. I, uh, Really glad I got to meet you guys, and you guys are what I hoped you would be, and that's just really cool and really, really refreshing. So I got to thank you for that, and just keep doing what you're doing. No, I appreciate that because we, you know, like I said earlier, we're all from humble beginnings, and you know, I, I certainly, you know, whenever I meet somebody, you know, uh, famous or what have you, I don't want them to, you know, uh, I don't want to have them shoot my image of them by no means, and and really the only difference between you know, us and, you know, and I hope this doesn't sound arrogant, is we're no different than anybody. I mean, we don't, you know, we get labeled professional hunters, but we're we're far from professional hunters. We're just uh, outdoor personalities is what we call ourselves. And the only difference between us and you guys is we just got a camera in our face, you know, a whole lot. And that's, that's really it. It's just documented our silliness and our, our hunts. It's, it's our lifestyle is documented. And, you know, fortunately, we're three happy-go-lucky guys that, are you know a lot like brothers and we rib on each other but we pull for each other in the same time and and uh you know we're, we're really close and we just i think people can see a lot of themselves in us or a lot of their hunting camps in us and yeah. they just that's what hunting's supposed to be like i we hope we hope that's what they're getting and it's not an act and when people meet us like you said you know on the street or in an event or whatever they say it's not an act these guys are for real it's not something that's been magically done through great editing or whatever. These guys are just humble and, and real personable and, and, and good to be around. We, we hope that's the way it comes across. Yeah. Now I, um, 
I just had a, a, a quick little uh, thing here. I mean, you were mentioning that, you know, if you see a guy with a truck, you know, a shirt um, with the Bone Collector logo, does that go for well-worn sweatpants? Absolutely, yes. That logo's <laughs> on there, yeah. Now, underwear, I don't know if I want to see them. I'll just take your word for that. I'll give you <laughs> some of you got some Bone Collector underwear on and you're good. Or Steve, see, I can see Steve stopping me somewhere and saying, hey, man, I got skate marks. I had not washed these in three weeks, and it's in the Bone Collector logo. Check this out. I'm like, I don't want to see the skate marks, Steve. <laughs> yeah. That, he would show you, too. Bone, that is something that Steve would say. I can remember we were sitting at the White Tails Unlimited banquet, and we were all eating dinner pretty much at the same table. And we were sitting there with Tim and Poppy, and you were sitting there, and Steve's talking. And I remember you watching Steve going, I could just tell you were going, oh, brother, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and Steve's, you know, running around with Poppy's vest on, freaking everybody out at the White Tails Unlimited banquet. I think it was seven sizes too small. Yeah, they they was afraid that Zipper was going to go and there's shrapnel fly across the room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, that's we are all scared with. of that right when you put it on. But that's what, it's a funny reaction because... Steve is like the same person no matter where we go, no matter who he's around. He's just, you couldn't get any more realer than Steve is. So it's funny, like, I was, while Steve's talking, I look around at people and I was watching you and I'm like, man, I wonder what T Bone's thinking right now. T Bone's either thinking, man, this guy's awesome, or, uh, man, I hope he don't get too close to me. <laughs> no, no, no. He, yeah, you, you guys that fit right in a hunting camp, trust me. <laughs> That's funny. So if that yeah. subject comes up, what, it, uh, what I had to ask you, you know, I'm sure. Your guys' hunt camp is awesome, but what's your favorite part about hunt camp? Uh, um, well, I'm not a morning man. I can tell you that. You know, a lot of people say they're excited to get up and and uh, you know get out. You know, get that first cup of coffee. They're up two hours before daylight, and you know, in the tree stand an hour before daylight. Um, I do that because I know how rewarding it is. Uh, you know, you know, and that's when the deer are moving. But to say that I'm a fan of it. Um, it, it. I tell everybody, and I don't make no bones about it. If I could hunt every evening, I'd never hunt another morning. <laughs> now I mean that because I, I love evening hunting. In the mornings, I struggle with, uh, you know, when you're sitting there, you know, it's the best time is the first hour, and then you always question yourself as the morning's wearing on. You're like, well, nothing's moved yet. I need to sit here longer, or do I get down? Did I waste this morning? I should have slept in because I didn't see anything. <laughs> So you always these thoughts run through your head. Well, in the evening, it's the polar opposite. You get in there three or four hours before uh, dark, and the whole time you're sitting there, it's getting better and better and better and better. And then when it's time to get down, you don't have to say, well, should I get down now at 1030 in the morning, or should I wait till 11? Should right. I sit all day? You don't have to ask that question. It's dark. Get down and go to the truck. So that's why I'm a fan of the evening hunt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We've actually talked about that quite a bit on the show, and... You hit the nail on the head there. We got to agree with you completely. I have the same look on that where morning hunts, you never know when to get down, or evening hunts, you know it's just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah, exactly. And and don't get me wrong, we've all had great success in the mornings, and when it works, it's just it's magical. But the whole time I'm walking in, you know, you got a cameraman or you're going in, you feel like you're bumping deer everywhere, you know, and I'm not scared of the dark, but nonetheless, you just feel like you're disrupting the whole nocturnal uh, ritual of the white-tailed deer, and you're right. like, man, I'm going in here just screwing up everything. Whereas in the daytime, you know, in the evenings, you know, like everybody's in bed. I'm gonna, I, I'm going in here. I'm setting up, and they're coming to the food. So it's you got way more confidence in the evenings, or, or most of the time you do. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of great scenarios, but but uh, you, you know, 
those are the negativities of hunting in the morning. For sure, for sure. Absolutely. Now, now you're talking about getting to the stand, and we want to talk to you about this real quick because I, I just saw this, um, and they've redesigned. Uh, the new designs on some of the bad boy buggies? Yeah. What's the deal on yeah, that? that? Yeah, that's totally, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're still going to, they're still offering the electric, and that's what brought them to the dance. They're going to have the recoil because that is the ultimate uh, hunting vehicle as far as, you know, the stealthiness of it, but... Yeah, they introduced this new Stampede. You know, it's a 900 cc. They let us uh, do all the test driving. We spent a whole day with the research and development team back in uh, the first part of February. And uh, they said, you know, you got to keep this hush-hush. You can't take no pictures. And we got to ride them and put them through the ringer back in February. And they said, hey, we're not launching them until the 1st of May. So, uh, you know, just keep a tight lip on it. But golly, well, was I impressed. They had <laughs> bought an engine company, uh, an engine manufacturer, I think it was a $42 million purchase, Ooh. a German manufacturer, yeah. Wow. So they're serious. They said, you know what, hey, we're we're, we're going to we're gonna jump in this game. We're going to get a piece of that pie that Polaris and, you know, the Kawasaki mules had for so long, and they built this, this uh, unit. And they showed us some of the prototypes a couple of years ago, and if you notice, it's like a extended cab, and something that I'm pretty excited about is, you ever notice if you've got a four or a bad boy or whatever, you put it on a trailer and you keep all your gear in the back of your truck. Well, then when you get to your location, you unload the bad boy, you unload the vehicle, and then you have to transfer everything from your vehicle to the, the unit. Mm-hmm. Well, with this, if you'll notice, it's got like an extended cab. There's a lot of room right behind the seats on the new bad boy stampede. Well, that's all for gear. And uh, with the right accessories you buy, that's all lockable, closable, and waterproof. So you put all your stuff on there, and you load it up at home, and then when you get to your hunting spot, you know, all you do is jump out of your truck, get on the vehicle, and go, because your bow's in there, your ammo's in there, all the gear that you're going to need to go to the tree stand or go to the, you know, the woods is right there. And, you know, if you stop at a restaurant on the way home, your gear's locked up behind the unit, it's not, you don't have to transfer it from the trailer, from the unit, into the cab of your truck, you can leave it in there, and it's all locked up in the unit. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, See, I'm I'm been thinking about a side by side, and the bad boy buggy. What you just explained might be my next toy purchase. <laughs> so they, yeah, and I I did I took the virtual tour uh, a couple times, and I looked around. I was sad that you weren't the one driving it, but. Yeah, they do that one where it's like the 3D thing, and you can see it. So, and, and, like, it's on BadBoyOffRoad.com. Uh, All right, Bones, yeah. we're getting to the end of the the show here, and one thing our listeners really like, and we've got a lot of good feedback from it, is our rapid fire question segment, where we're gonna hit you with a list of questions, and you just give us one word answers. If you feel like you need to elaborate, you can, but preferably, you know, it's just one word answers. And there's a lot of these on here that are designed for. I mean, we we know because you know Hoyt obviously is your bow band, bow brand of choice. So we're gonna there's some of those questions on there that are obvious and that we already know. So I'll, I'm gonna go through these real quick, hit you with the uh, the questions, one word answers, and we'll just see what you come up with here. Okay, I'm ready. Um, your favorite, well, besides your guys' show, favorite outdoor related show. Um, uh, Red Arrow. Ooh, Red Arrow, nice choice. Right. Um, your favorite out of the three of us, who's your favorite podcast host? Oh, man, why won't you put me on the spot? <laughs> it's going to be Steve just because he's so outrageous. <laughs> um, I played the fifth on that one. Okay. All right, that's all right. That's an American that's first citizen. One <laughs> um, you yeah. answered this one, morning or afternoon hunts. 
Ooh, yeah, I, absolutely, absolutely, hands down. Typical or non-typical whitetails? Uh, typical. Michael Pitts or Michael Waddell? Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question, that Steve. Good that, was, question. that was up top of the head on Steve's part there. Um, hey, did he tell you, did he tell you all um, about his nickname is Channel Cat? I don't think so. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all write that down. So next time he's on, ask him about why he's called Channel Cat. We'll actually get a hold of him here probably this week. And <laughs> Channel Cat. That's okay. We'll we'll make sure to ask him about that. Um, yeah. This is going to be an interesting question. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what your answer is. What's your dream hunt? Moose. Yukon moose. Spot and stalk from the river, like on the boat. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, spot and salt moose hunt. Um, this will be a fun one, and I, I ask this in all due respect, just out of complete humor. <laughs> Eva Shockey, Tiffany Lukoski, or other? You mean as a female hunter? Yeah. <laughs> or or for some other reason? Um, as like <laughs> oh, as, your, as your typical male hunter crush as a female, like if you have a female hunter crush, who is there it? There you go. Uh, Tiffany Lukowski, um, she's she's pretty and she's the real deal. She can shoot. She doesn't claim to be something she's not, so she's real. For sure, for Good sure. Answer. This is a fun one. Favorite tree stand snack? Well, if deer were deaf, it would be a Cheeto. But since they're not deaf, they're not deaf I have to stray away from the Cheeto. Kind of like a little Debbie, uh, oatmeal cream pie, little Debbie. Ooh, yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> little Debbie oatmeal cream pies. Um, where are we at here? Face paint, face mask, or neither? Beard, goatee. There you facial go. Hair. That's a good one. That's the first answer. That's the first had. one for that one too. If um, you could have like any superpower, and you can't say flying, any superpower, what would it be? And I can't say flying. Yep. No, no flying. Um, like Spider-Man, Web Slinger. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. They that get right to one. the stand, man. All right, yeah. last one. Date with a supermodel or 500 acres of hunting ground for a weekend in Illinois or Iowa, wherever you want. The hunting ground. Nice I'm choice. married to a supermodel, guys. Oh, yeah, there, you there you go. go. There right. you go. Good, Good answer. answer. Good Attaboy. answer. Yeah, that's politically correct, right? Yep. That is right. <laughs> that's typically the answer we hear when we ask that question. So I'm like, well, my wife's beautiful and I love her. And I'm afraid <laughs> she's going to listen, so I got to go with the hunting ground. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's all we got for those. We really appreciate you coming on the show, man. It uh, means a lot. And you've done more for our show than you realize. Um, so thanks Way for that. Way more. Oh, you're welcome. So keep keep up the good work, guys. Hey, um, before we leave, did y'all happen to see uh, uh, Waddell's little rant? I did. Uh, I did. Is, that was awesome. I was going to talk yeah. about that, but we were running out of time. Yeah, wasn't that just spot on? It was I, I dead, loved it. It was spot yeah, on. Yeah, and 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 I really think that's the truth. You know, just just uh, you know, we 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 talk about it behind the scenes, and I'm glad he publicly said it, and he did it tactfully. You know, he didn't call nobody out, but it was just a, it was. It's spot on. You know, gear it down. It's it's not like hunting some superhero. And I like to comment that he said that some of these photo shoots and commercials are more dangerous than the actual hunt that people are going on. <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. Well, I like it too because 
you know, Waddell's such a powerful figure in, in the outdoor world, if you will, and for him to stand up and just say that and be completely honest about it, I think that's what everyone needed. Everyone needed to hear yeah. it. Because like he said, you know, the the girls that couldn't hunt their way out of a paper bag, you know, just because you got your booty on Instagram, you think you're a hunter. It's You know, it doesn't work that way. And it's it's oh. it's disrespectful in a way, you know. Yeah, it really is. It, it really is. They're just looking for a platform to for some attention, and that, and they they feel like it's an easy deal in the hunting industry. Whereas, you know, if you're you're the real deal, you're the real deal. You can't fake it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you're really passionate about it, like he said, you'll go somewhere with it. You know, if you know, if, if TV wasn't around, would you still do it? You know. Absolutely. I mean, there's. I I I can't wait for the opportunity to. To, to go, you know, even if we're not filming or anything, I'm hunting and fishing, doing something every day at my house. Yep. And what I really related to what he said is if you're sweating, figuring out how you're going to get time off work to go hunting, that's me every year. I, I, I have anxiety attacks about I can't get the week off I want to go whitetail hunting, and yeah. I related to what he said when, when he made that point. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he hits the nail on the head. He's, he's good about that. I would call him Rev, Reverend Waddell. <laughs> Martin Waddell is what we call him. Yeah, he's 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 definitely a good spokesperson for anything outdoors, anything hunting, just anything outdoors in general. He he's perfect for it. Yeah, we're pretty proud of him. We'll keep him around a little bit longer. Yeah, there you go. Bit. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. Well, Tebo, stick around on the phone here. But thanks, guys, for listening. Um, as always, we got another episode coming up this week. We've been cranking them out. Next, uh, this coming Thursday, next episode, yeah. uh, Bow Hunter Planet will be on. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. You guys want to add anything real quick? Um, no, thanks it. again, T-Bone. I mean, you know, we know how busy you are, so uh, giving us an hour means a lot to us. So we thanks really again. appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Hey, keep up the good work, and we, we appreciate it. Hopefully we'll be bumping in uh, somewhere down the road together. Hey, yeah, there we maybe, go. maybe bow fishing. You never – hey, that sounds good, man. If I'm, if I'm available, I'm down for that. Sounds good. All right, All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You know what to do. It's summertime. It's 3D season. It's bow fishing season. Turkey season's getting wrapped up. Go shoot your bow. We love you. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.